When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. We are live on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Hit us with a thumbs up. Hit us with a subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. I've mentioned on some previous shows, uh, YouTube's kind of not showing us in the recommended videos right now. So uh, to make sure you all find out when we post a video, hit that bell notification. It helps us a lot. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment in the comment section below. Tell us your favorite part of tonight's Raw or your least favorite for that matter. Just uh, whichever it is, let us know. We'll hit you with a reply. But it is January 27th. We have a Royal Rumble post show up on the site. We've got lots of great exclusives over at FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you subscribe. We had one of our biggest nights ever last night. And uh, I'll not hit you guys with any more Fightful Select uh, plugs tonight. But just do it, okay? We are joined by Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing pretty all right today, honestly. Feeling feeling okay. Well, um, I know that you are in an area that was honestly hit pretty hard yesterday by by the news of Kobe Bryant's passing. Yeah, uh, it's crazy because you know you would think that, but like after seeing what everybody everybody's reaction everywhere, it was honestly just like fell all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say that yesterday I had the most depressing Royal Rumble party at my house. I had yeah. already had people invited. They came over and everybody was just like, uh, womp, you know, like just no energy. Well, uh, reminder guys, if you want your question or statement read on the air, you can donate a super chat live, uh, while you're watching. I do answer as many questions as you ask. If you subscribe to fightfulselect.com, we do a Q and A show every other week. I'll be doing one this week. When I return from Cleveland, I'll be going to Cleveland as soon as this show is over and I am scheduled, I always like to say scheduled, and Denise, you know what I mean by that. You never know if it'll actually happen, but I am scheduled to interview John Moxley on Tuesday and I'll be at uh, AEW in Cleveland on Wednesday. So keep your eye out on that. Uh, FightfulSelect.com also, Tier 2, has an interview with Christopher Daniels up a little bit early. 
But let's go ahead and talk about Raw. Anakin JMT says, pour one out for Sean's soon-to-be-cut hair. Yeah, getting a, a ponytail snip on Wednesday, Denise. So this is the is this the last show with your long hair? Is this what we're we're getting at? Yeah, technically. You should have worn it down then, so we could have had one last real good look at it. But I just washed it and conditioned it, and it, it. I had it up all night, and I was like, you know what? I gotta leave it up. It's the last time I'll be able to put it up for a while. I mean, that's I'm, true. I did a video on YouTube.com/slash/SRSWrestling explaining why I'm cutting my hair. Uh, where I'm donating and why I decided to grow it out. Check that out, guys. Maybe it'll motivate you guys to do the same. I hope I get to do this multiple times. But uh, let's talk about Raw. It kicked off with Drew McIntyre, winner of the Royal Rumble. He says that it feels like he's been dreaming, and he challenges Brock Lesnar to a WWE title match at WrestleMania. Do you see that as the right Mania match? Yes. Honestly, yes. I think I had said this probably last week that I thought that he would be a great opponent for Brock Lesnar because, you know, I just know that it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to go Val. And and based on what happened today, I loved everything about this opening segment. I love the fact that Drew McIntyre got his moment with the fans that, you know, everybody wanted, especially, you know, the Raw after Royal Rumble. The fact that he got a big win over two guys, so that says a lot. And then, hey, he gets it laid out by Brock Lesnar, but it worked out perfectly fine. You have a perfect good guy, and then Brock Lesnar coming out and doing such a heelish thing, perfect bad guy, which makes for some good television and some good storytelling. I, I'm in agreement with you. I I loved the Royal Rumble last night. I mean, we talked about it for two hours, so the podcast is up there. You all can see my thoughts on that there. But he makes an open challenge after this, and uh, – no surprise if you have paid attention to wrestling news, AJ Styles got hurt, separated his shoulder. Don't know how long he's going to be out, but hey, what do you do if AJ Styles isn't there and you're paying a tag team one and a half million dollars a year? You have him lose a handicap match. That's what happened. The OC came out. Drew says he'll face both of them. He beats both of them. This isn't new for him. He beat Rock, Hawkins and Ryder, who I've got a bone to pick with, but... uh he beats them both to the Claymore, but that's not the story, Denise. There's not really much to talk about there. He beat him. Lesnar hit the ring with a motivation that we rarely see from him. He hit the ring and was eager to attack Drew McIntyre. Usually, he's annoyed into attacking somebody. He wanted to beat up Drew McIntyre. That's a level of desire we haven't seen out of Brock in a while. Not only that, even sometimes when he does do it, he does so like in a joking, mocking way, like, I just kicked your butt, ha ha, moving on. And this time I was like, you know what, you kind of pissed me off, so I'm going to kick your butt. And I like this, I really like this, because, you know, depending on how they go with this the next few weeks leading up to WrestleMania, I think this could be like one of the hottest feuds that we've had in a very long time. They got Drew McIntyre over, and... Let's be real. WWE knows the formula with the Royal Rumble at this point. Roman Reigns has been eliminated last four times now. They know that everybody thinks that they're going to have Roman Reigns win, so they have him be the last guy eliminated. It's pretty clever, and I'm excited for this match. Also, they posted the graphic, the WrestleMania graphic for this, and I put on Twitter... Drew McIntyre is an Orlando Bloom-looking son of a bitch. He fits right in. I it, it, it works so well. It works so well for him. When I saw that, I was like, oh, man, that's on point, honestly, with that. But you know what I do want to say, though, that I feel like this is the first time in a while where not only I feel like the majority of the people, the majority of the fans are genuinely happy with the results of the Royal Rumble. 
people and who the winner was. Because usually you have, you know, your half the audience is very happy. The other half's like, oh, seen it, been there, done that, don't really care. But this time, I think that I'm honestly, even though Drew McIntyre was my pick, part of me thought maybe they're not going to go for it. Hey, maybe they're just going to go with somebody else. And I think personally that was my reaction for the Women's Royal Rumble where it was kind of like, I love Charlotte, but I was kind of hoping to see somebody else. And so... I think that with the Men's Royal Rumble, this is the first time in a while where a lot of people are like, yes, we like it and we agree. I think they just wanted to get that accolade under Charlotte's belt, to be honest with you, to be like former Royal Rumble winner. Uh, A plug for my stats piece, which is up on Select now for Tier 2 subscribers, but will be up tomorrow. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Charlotte, the first number 16 and number 17 entrants to ever win a 30-person Royal Rumble. I did that video, which is on YouTube right now, five shocking stats for the Royal Rumble. And uh, one of them was all the numbers that never won. Two of those are marked off the list. They already went and outdated my video. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to put Maybe together. Maybe they saw it and they were like, hey, oh, these numbers? Hey, let's put them at these numbers. Ba- based on that, Humberto Carrillo and Kelly Kelly, I get the feeling WWE is just screwing with me just just to do it these days. So so there we go. Wait, what, did you say, what did you say about Kelly Kelly? Oh, gosh, I just – she she is not a favorite of mine. I, she was always bad oh. in the ring. She was always terrible. Also, okay, well we're on the same page here, but for different reasons. She she's terrible. She's so bad in the ring. I'm sure she's a sweet woman, but she's so bad in the ring. And also, no pop in that Street Profits segment. Not a bit. No reaction whatsoever. None. None. <laughs> My thing is just that I'm extremely jealous. My fi- That's my fiancé's crush. So every time she comes really? out, i got to cover his eyes. I'm like, nope, you oh can't see gosh. Kelly Kelly because I cannot compete. <laughs> I, you know what? I think you can as a wrestler because uh, you probably are better than her. <laughs> I think by osmosis, you hanging around Sean Waltman all the time, you're going to be a better worker than her. Pusha Testy says, hey, Sean, what, a- what shows are you attending WrestleMania week? Uh, so I'm staying from Thursday morning to Sunday morning and hopefully getting home by the time WrestleMania is on the air. I will be at Sean Ross Sapp Served Hall presented by Primetime Wrestling Thursday, April 4th, the Coppertail Brewery in Tampa, Florida. Jonathan Gresham versus Fred Yehi announced for that show. But I'll also be at NXT TakeOver, assuming WWE does the media stuff there that they always do. Other than that, I'm more interested in interviews than anything else. Denise, what shows will you be at? I'm, I haven't decided yet. I just know I'm going to be at all the WWE shows and I still haven't decided in, in terms of the indies, which ones I'm going to. I have a list. It's kind of just waiting to get everything placed. You know, Google Sheets docs have been created, but there's a lot of things that are running up against each other, uh, for this week. A lot of the major shows are going up against other shows that I want to see. So it's going to be kind of complicated. I'm going to have to make some decisions. I was looking at the schedule, and the end of my show runs into when the Hall of Fame red carpet will be. I saw that. I was, I, saw I was that. like, I don't get to complain about WWE not approving me for the red carpet now because right. I've, I've already got obligations. <laughs> You're like, I got stuff going on. I do want. To, I, I I wanted to see uh, the blood sports show, but that's also happening yeah. during the Hall of Fame. So I I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I think we'll. We'll attempt to have a freelancer there. Uh, if, if you're not doing anything, uh, we'll, we'll probably try to pay some people to do red carpet stuff. If WWE, WWE, hey WWE, if you want to want to throw us a bone there, but uh, yeah, I'd like to go to the Bloodsport show as well, and I would like to go to a lot of the WrestleCon stuff. I'm very excited about WrestleCon. Um, 
I don't like to talk numbers on these super chats a lot, but I got to shout out Throwback Twenty Seven. He has donated three hundred dollars in super chats in the last two nights. Um, really, only him and Zach Schimmel have ever done something like that. Big thank you. Uh, he donated uh, $100 just because I'm donating my hair. So thank you so much, Throwback27. Somebody asked That's if he was amazing. rich. Somebody asked if he was rich. He said, nope, just work hard. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> you investing in us, my friend. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, in my DM, email me something. We want to send you something. Uh, but he says, if you had to compare last night's show to tonight's show for Edge... He did good. Do you uh, both think Orton was the safe choice for Edge's return or someone else like uh, I said my choice was Roman? I do think that Orton was the right choice because I wouldn't mind Roman as a WrestleMania match for Edge. Honestly, Randy Orton with Edge right now is the hottest thing that can happen that it's the hottest feud that randy has been in in years i can't remember the last one where like based on what happened tonight and how raw ended tonight this could be the hottest thing that's happened for him in a really really long time and i think with somebody like randy orton you want to see something like this so i think that the randy orton edge stuff is really good especially because they both play off each other so well where you know during the rumble they were you know randy orton was complimenting him on his abs and you know this week he's you know, trying to send them back. Yeah. And so I really like how all of this is playing out so far. DJ the Kid says, R.I.P. Kobe and all the victims love Fightful. Yeah, I, my, my heart especially hurts for the children involved in that. They didn't get a real chance at living. Shane Haas sends a super chat of $24. He says dollar amount for obvious reasons, which also works because $24 Canadian equals about $8 American. So you're honoring Kobe in more ways than one. He That's says, awesome. last time Raw ended that great. It was a hell of an end to Raw, Denise. Yeah, it was a weak Raw. I will say that. There was a, a lot that I did not like on the show, but the ending was fantastic. It was just one of those things where you're, like you said, you know you've said this before, where when you go back and you watch it, it's like, oh, yeah, like this is great. Edge was coming back. You know, he's been gone for X amount of years, and, you know, this is going down. Like this moment actually meant something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I thought this was just a fantastic close to WWE Raw and the right people to do it with. It, like you said, it ain't easy to heat up Randy Orton sometimes. Sometimes it's like, what hasn't he done? And the thing is, they have kind of done stuff with him and Edge before, but it's so natural. It feels fresh because Edge is, it's been so long. It's just been so long. It's also been so long since we've seen MVP. He's back on Raw. He gets you still got it chance from the crowd and does a player's boot. Uh, this is uh, a win for Rey Mysterio. We saw the ball and elbow. This was a, a nostalgia match, and I'm okay with it. Uh, Rey gets MVP's back a little bit on a 619 and does a, a different kind of frog splash, a springboard one. This is all right. No problem with it. It was just there. Yeah, I had no idea that he was going to be having this match. Uh, I was thinking to myself, wow, this is so weird. MVP versus Rey Mysterio right now on Raw 2020. Like, this is just so out of nowhere. Uh, but, you know, it's pretty cool, though, when you get to see those moments, especially because I thought, okay, he's, he's making this appearance on the Rumble. You know, I thought that was going to be the end of it, and guess not. But that's cool for him. Good for him, honestly. Yeah, and uh, this is the first time they had wrestled on TV in a singles match since like 2007, Armageddon. Wow. Just, 
And, and pretty basic match. It was what it was. Same for Alistair Black. I'll say this. Lawler saying Black's entrance gives him the willies is so dorky. So lame. Uh, he Didn't he say that that's what he would – something about under his bed? Some, he made a mention about something – that being his fear from under the bed or something. I don't remember the quote. Maybe somebody else remembers that. But I heard that part and I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Alistair Black knocks out Kenneth Johnson who – Kenneth Johnson seems like he pops up every two years. I know a lot of you don't know who he is. But like he was on ROH State of the Art in like 2014 – then he was on the Cruiserweight Classic. He faced Tazawa. Then he popped up on 205 Live two years later and faced TJP. Now here he is on Raw facing Aleister Black. Like, I, I remember him distinctly. He looked so much different and was built different than everybody on 205 Live. Um, so, uh, it was, it was nice to see him back. I, I don't see him wrestling like almost anywhere, which is wild, but Aleister Black says he's going to start going after people. He, this, I hope he does because I'm tired of seeing him knock out jobbers now. Yeah, I I actually like this when he's when he said that I'm tired of people or I was doing it wrong by waiting for people to knock on my door. Now I'm gonna go out and you know basically you know bring the fight to them. I thought that was good. I was like, yes, please, no more door stuff. Bring the fight. Whatever you have to do, just end the knocking on the door stuff. Yeah, I'm ready to move on past that. Jimmy Van, fightful founder, says great exchange rate joke. Here's a U.S. quarter, and he sent $2.79 Canadian, which I'm pretty sure is the minimum. Trickster says, <laughs> Trickster says, do you think Charlotte will challenge for the tag titles at WrestleMania based off of tonight? And if so, who will be her tag team partner? So my thing is, Denise, I think the winner of the Royal Rumble should get to pick whatever WrestleMania match they want. But yeah, I do like that they have kind of broadened it to champion, but I think... Personally, that she'll challenge Rhea Ripley. That's exactly what I was about to say right now. That, for me, I think is the one that has the highest interest. Like, in terms of who you want, you don't want to see Charlotte do the same things. So if she's winning the Royal Rumble, and like I said, it wasn't that big of a surprise to have her win the Rumble, might as well do something really good with that and have her do something different, unexpected, and something that the fans want to see, which is would which would be a match with Rhea Ripley. And not only that, Rhea Ripley, come on. She's on top of the world yeah. right now. She's hot. She's got the look. She's got everything that would make you want to see her again, Charlotte. Like, it's, it would be two credible opponents. We talk often on this show, and especially this show, Denise, about fresh matchups and fresh things. And let's be honest. At this point, Charlotte Flair is chasing that, what, 16 titles? How do you not yeah. consider the NXT title now in those reigns, considering it's on, it's on cable TV? Maybe you can exclude it because of that, but... Charlotte could say that it's a, it's a title that she helped build and she wants to build it. She wants it again. And she's when, go ahead. Sorry. Well, not only that, little things like this would be something that would start having people bring NXT on par with Raw and SmackDown because as much as we all want it to be on par with Raw and SmackDown in terms of how it's looked at, you know, it's just going to be little things like this that make it more on par for the fans and for people that, you know, aren't looking at it yeah. in terms of wrestling quality wise. We have a Kelly Kelly stand sending super chat saying stream holla by Jim Johnston sending another five for ignoring my first Kelly Kelly promotion. Also, she improved during her reign. No. Well, okay. Yes, she did improve, 
because it would have been much more difficult to get worse or not improve. Uh, also, sorry that I missed your first one. It, I, you sent it like two minutes ago. I'll get to it. He said, stream holla. She improved during your reign or her reign. There you go. Uh, James O'Rourke says, I haven't seen this much intensity and heat since Orton punt kicked Stephanie and Vince McMahon while Triple H was handcuffed to the ropes. Bravo WWE, Randy Orton and Edge. It was hot, Denise. Yeah. And I'm sure it's definitely piquing Randy Orton's interest because you can tell when he cares about what he's doing and when he just doesn't. Like, you can tell when Randy Orton's got his working shoes on. This time, had his working shoes on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have somebody comparing NXT modern day to 2016-2010 ECW. Well, 2006 ECW isn't even comparable to 2010 ECW. They're categorically different programs, so you can't really compare NXT to it. The star power on NXT right now blows ECW out of the water. Like, I know that ECW had some good people here and there, Rob Van Dam, CM Punk, but it just... It just isn't there. And my God, Throwback just sent another $100 super chat. Oh, wow. That's awesome. This guy's trying to make me his Virgil or something, throwing around this money like he's Ted DiBiase. <laughs> he says, I got a match last night, 12-hour work days, but do you think that the women's segments didn't do anything to establish any storylines going forward? By the way, Sean, don't need anything. Just ask. All I ask is everyone to pay it forward. And do a good deed like you are. Cancer sucks. I appreciate that, my friend. Uh, guys, please check out that video I posted on YouTube.com slash SRS Wrestling. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, and, and a friend I'm trying to, uh, honor in a way. Thank you very much, uh, throwback. Yeah, the Becky thing was just kind of vague, like, and, and we can go ahead and talk about it. Becky said it reinforced last night that she was heads and shoulders above everybody else. So I don't know if anybody on this roster can challenge her. She tells, she says Charlotte has challenged her before and it would be the last time if she did it again. I agree. Not a lot was moved, moved along. It was, it was placeholder stuff effectively. Yeah. You know, I personally didn't even think that the match itself was that great in terms of like it being notable. It was a good match. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't anything where I was just like, Oh my God, like this is great. I feel like I've seen, I've seen hotter. I've seen hotter from Becky. Uh, tonight's promo was perfectly fine. She was lit. Like I could see like the vein popping out of her neck. Um, but, but that's something that Becky just has. Like she's just so good at every promo that she does. And really, no matter what it is, no matter what they give her, no matter what her talk points are she really really sells it and delivers it so on the bright side there's that but now it's kind of like okay we're ready to see like what's next with that with becky and the charlotte match she came out she teased that she was going to announce her uh wrestlemania opponent or or what title she would challenge for but then said ah well i'm still deciding so not so much oscar comes out and says exactly what she needs to say. Some stuff in Japanese, then that she would have won the Royal Rumble. Her and Charlotte have a match, and it's it's a fine match. It's a solid match. It, it isn't a great match or anything, but it's a solid match. Uh, Asuka puts on a couple of octopus holds, and Kyrie Sane ends up causing a DQ with a big elbow drop. Now, the thing is, had they beaten Asuka, I wouldn't have really minded, because Charlotte's about to challenge for a title at WrestleMania, likely. Asuka is a tag team champion and has got to go defend those somewhere. Uh, 
hopefully against the Divas of Doom in my book. I, that's what I hope. But instead, they kind of protected Asuka a little bit, and I don't have a problem with that either. Why? What do you think of the match and the decision to go the DQ route? Well, right away, I was like, okay, we had two, two a straight DQs back-to-back with Andrade and Umberto and then Charlotte and Asuka. So right away, that was the first thing that I thought to myself. I was like, okay, we're doing this back-to-back and in a very similar way. Uh, but in terms of this, I thought, okay, great. They are protecting Asuka, which is perfectly fine. I like the fact that they actually gave Kyrie something in terms of, you know, putting her in there and making her matter when she's there. Like I've said before, if she's going to be out there with Asuka, then might as well take a major role in what whatever they're doing out there so i liked that I, I, it didn't bother me whatsoever just the one thing that i was like okay well we just saw this in the last match so what do you think that this builds to do you think they're going to do a rematch with charlotte and oscar yeah i, I mean i mean sorry uh, with oscar and becky well no no charlotte and oscar do you think they're going to go back oh, to charlotte okay. and oscar or maybe charlotte and Kyrie next week do you think that charlotte finds a teammate well, they would have to because Kyrie essentially costed her that match. Yeah. So why not? It seems like a natural progression to kill a little bit of time until Charlotte announces whatever she's going to announce. But she came out as a heel, and then she worked as a baby face, and then the Kabuki Warriors healed her, which I don't have a problem with. Sometimes assholes fight each other. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't think you always have to have good guy, bad guy. So I'm cool with that. No, yeah, I definitely like that, especially because it doesn't always have to, like you just said, doesn't always have to be that way. WWE Raw Tag Team Championships, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins defeated Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Owens and Joe don't believe that AOP will not come out and attack them, so Rollins is like, I knew you guys were gonna doubt me. I knew that, that, that you all would think the AOP would be back or be out here, so here's a video feed of them in the locker room. And Joe and Owens send the Viking Raiders to attack them. I thought that was a clever way to kind of capitalize on that. It was so cringe when they would show them on the on the screen, like basically just waiting there, kind of doing whatever, you know, Seth Rollins wants them to do. I thought it was hilarious, but it was also cringe. Um, I like the fact that Samoa Joe was, and Kevin Owens were like, oh, yeah, we totally believe that, even though we all know that there's this production, big production where they can easily pre-record, etc. I thought that was hilarious, though. Um, I did like the fact that they that they had the beat down afterwards. That was great. Uh, the match itself I thought was really long though, uh, but I did like that it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply essentially it turned into a handicap i did too i thought it built a lot of uh sympathy for kevin owens uh pretty standard action early on jerry lawler's playing more of a heel on commentary which is where he's best but he's still not good joe sidestepped a murphy dive it's so great when he does that and then on these stereo dives to the floor with owens and joe joe eats the floor and is forced to the back owens then has to go it alone Owens has some great near falls, a frog splash, pop-up powerbomb, a swanton, but then he hits a stunner on Rollins, and Murphy rolls him up for the win. Owens showed a lot in this match, but this is just how 
the heels should have won. I liked this, Denise. I loved like the last three minutes of the match and the actual finish itself. It made perfect sense. And obviously we had to have Buddy and Seth win and we had to have them in a way, win in a way that it's kind of like, oh, like those half, like they would, they would get the victory that way. You know, that was perfectly fine. I, that was one of the things that I wrote down on my notes. I was like, Kevin Owens had some really nice moments during this match. It was kind of just like a reminder of, Mm -hmm. you know, how, what a pleasure it is to see him in the ring. Well, speaking of pleasure and nice moments, BlueChew.com has you covered with all those. You know, sometimes when you're dealing on a two-on-one, you might need a little bit of help. BlueChew.com, code Fightful, will give you the confidence to be there. Maybe your entrance gives somebody the willies, but you want to give somebody the willy. BlueChew.com, code Fightful, has you good to go. Maybe you're going to suicide dive into the bed. But you're not quite ready. Blue Chew's ready when you are. Whenever the opportunity arises. Or whenever you want to make the opportunity arise. If you know what I'm saying. Blue Chew is prescribed online. It's shipped straight to your door. It comes in a discreet package. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to go to an in-person doctor's visit. You save all that time. It's prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians. It's got the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. <sighs> but they're so much faster, they're so much cheaper, they're so much better, and you can get it free when you use the code FIGHTFUL at BlueChew.com. You just pay the $5 shipping. You know it's good if they're giving it to you for free. You know that that means that they think you're going to come back. It means they think that word of mouth or maybe word of dong is going to spread Thanks to BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. <sighs> Keyshawn Weebly says, throwback inspiring me to send super chats. Where do you see Bianca's career going after her amazing run in the Rumble? There's no way she's beating Rhea, right? I would love to see Charlotte Flair show up at NXT TakeOver Portland and cost Bianca Belair that match. Because I think that's the only way you can get away with a shit finish like that on a pay-per-view like that, Denise, is if somebody completely unexpected, and let's be quite honest, one of the greatest women stars in wrestling history shows up in a place where people do not see her anymore, I could see her feuding with that and wouldn't, hey, don't twist my arm. And give me a Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Charlotte match. Please don't do that. I would hate that. Psych. I would love that. But as far as Bianca Belair, I see her being on that fringe. She would be a champion right now if Rhea Ripley weren't. Right. This kind of like those moments where, yeah, I totally get that. Especially because Bianca Belair, she's been impressive since day one, but it's, she's been able to keep that that momentum with her and has even grown and has had more people sort of, you know, get on her bandwagon and actually start like supporting her because she's been pretty impressive with everything that she's done. And it's unique to her look with, you know, the ponytail and how she's able to, you know, use it in her matches and all of that. So, hey, more power to her. Umesh Rana says, you missed my questions uh, after the Rumble podcast. Here they are again. Why no Rousey? She wasn't planned. I had reported on Fightful Select Saturday night. I had been told by multiple people that, she was not at the rehearsals, and if you ain't at the rehearsals for the Women's Rumble, quite honestly, you're probably not going to be in the match. They they 
put that out in pretty great detail. Ronda Rousey trolled the crowd or trolled social media after that. There just it just wasn't that. There's no deal there right now. Uh, and he asked, "Is AJ hurt?" Yes, AJ separated his shoulder. There was a pretty big audible call again reported on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe today. That left a lot of people confused on what to do. He was out way before he. I don't want to say way before, but plenty before he was supposed to be out. Umesh Rana finishes by saying, "Great to have Fightful back on the channel. R.I.P. Kobe and all those who lost lives in the crash. Yes, indeed." Aaron Jason. Go ahead. It would have been it would have been nice to have more surprises for the women's rumble, honestly. Well, I mean, they only announced seven people for it. <laughs> That's true. So maybe everybody was technically a surprise. But I meant like more like in terms of people that we haven't seen in a while, just to kind of get that little moment. I wanted to see Victoria very badly. On my Q&A show last week, I want to see Victoria because she retired from the ring. She has not been in WWE since like 09. She did not get the send-off she deserved. I, I think they owe Victoria an appearance, and I hope they do that eventually because she is owed that. Aaron Jay's fan says, smart baby faces should be the tag team name of Joe and Owens. I like that, and it's pretty <laughs> exclusive to them. Uh, Anakin says, who has the bigger biceps, Bianca or Charlotte? I think Bianca. Does she really? I don't know. I, I think – I got to take a closer look at that. Yeah, I, I would say Bianca. Chris Ferris says, I come for the show. I stay for the Blue Chew ads. Hey, I appreciate it. Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. I mean, uh, they know we, we put them over big time, but. You need to make a Blue Chew ad compilation and post that up on YouTube. Get all your Blue Chew. Have you really? I've done three of them. One of them has like 40,000 views. Yeah. Okay, I need to go and look at those. (laughs) Yeah, uh, some of them do better than others, but yeah. It's one of the top things when you type in Blue Chew on YouTube. That's awesome. So Pro Wrestling Sheet reported after this match that Andrade has been suspended for a wellness policy violation. Uh, we see Humberto Carrillo get a title shot after he lost in a title match, after he took a month off, after he lost in a top contender match, after he lost a title match. There's the mental gymnastics there. Uh, the action here is as good as expected. I liked Humberto's hesitation springboard. I like a lot of his offense. He's got a lot of pretty moves. He hits a moonsault, and Zelina breaks up the pin. Carrillo is livid and effectively writes off Andrade in the same way he was written off. So I think that's poetic. It's the first thing that's kind of made me give a shit about Humberto in a while. He's he's going emo. He's listening to Taking Back Sunday and Hawthorne Heights. I can't wait for skits where he's trying to get tickets to the My Chemical Romance reunion concert, but then... A returning Zelina and, and Andrade by the last two. And Humberto's kind of new to the country, so he doesn't know, know about the secondary market yet. I am ecstatic about this storyline, Denise. I That was my burning question for the night. What does Sean Rostab think about Humberto Carrillo right now? Oh, I expect hey. him and Kelly Kelly to be in Mixed Match Challenge this year. You know what? Honestly, I thought I love the post match and everything that happened afterwards. I thought that he finally showed, you know, some edginess towards him. He was angry. I even liked that he said, um, he, he, when he looked at, he looked at Humberto and he, I'm sorry, he looked at Andrade and he said, um, ojo por ojo, diente por diente. He said, eye for eye, tooth for a tooth. I was ah. like, this is great. I was like, he had that little, uh, you know, that little touch to it. So he was finally showing some anger, you know, maybe, 
yeah, he could have been angry, but hey, it was what it was. Um, I actually really like this. I like how everything played off towards the end. The match, the match was okay, but post match was what made it. Uh, he got a good pop too. He got a good reaction from the crowd, and quite frankly, that isn't something that he gets a lot. And cool, good. Later on, we have Mojo Rawley showing up with Riddick Moss, which he calls his offensive lineman. As reported on FightfulSelect.com tonight, uh, Riddick Moss's contract was set to expire pretty soon, but they talked him into re-signing recently. Uh, you may have seen his free agent class of 2020 tweets, or not. Or uh, you may have seen Randy Orton tag him when he was leveraging WWE into some stuff. I was told that he re-signed with uh, WWE. I'm fine with this. Why not? If you ain't going to do anything with Riddick Moss on NXT, bring him up and have him do something with Mojo, who is doing something. What do you think about this? I thought he fell flat in terms of his performance tonight on Raw. I thought he lacked charisma, was kind of boring, didn't really – if you're supposed to come in here and be Mojo Raleigh's, like, you know, essentially like his, his bodyguard or whatever, be that – support for him. You better so try to match to... his charisma. Exactly. It's, it's okay At to fall try. short. It's okay to fall short. Mojo's a real charismatic dude. That we don't get hype, we stay hype shit was stupid. He's so much better than that as a charismatic figure. But I agree, Riddick fell flat, Denise. Yeah, there was nothing there that made me care. Nothing that made me go, oh, man, this guy's impressive. That was a smart move by Mojo. You know, he's playing this 24-7 championship thing correctly. No, it just fell completely flat. Where, like, I, like it could have been done with or without him. That what Everything that they did tonight could have been done with or without him. Yeah, I agree. Mojo crushes No Way Jose, then gets rolled up by a mascot. It's our truth Riddick and Mojo win the title back after they after they attack our truth. This was the kind of established Riddick Moss and to get the twenty four seven title on TV. And I'm so over all the roll ups. Yeah, this was a hard this was a hard pass. Was, I yeah. didn't like any of this. Liv Morgan defeated Lana. There's no real heat for a story they spent four months on. But I'll say this: they kept it short. There was. Nothing offensive about this match. Lana didn't do bad. It was there. Everybody acting like Lana's the worst worker in the world. I didn't see that. <laughs> Lived at a nice double stomp in the corner and a flat liner, and she wins like she should. An active competitor, full-time competitor, beating somebody who rarely wrestles. I didn't have a problem with this, but there was no heat for it. No, there was nothing. The, the one thing that I just thought of when she won was, okay, she won, but does it mean anything? It doesn't mean anything at all to me. Like, it, there's no reason. All they've had was this one line, you know, when she came out and ruined the wedding, and then they're really pissed at each other. And then, you know, but that's really it. There hasn't really been anything that has made me at least get into this really bad storyline. Like, at least help me get into this bad storyline. Um, But... Liv Morgan, I, you know, there was hype for her at, you know, when they were announcing that she was coming in with this new look and now it's just gone way down. And my question is, what more can you do with this? What more? I've exhausted like any other ideas I can come about with this. And then I think, I think Lawler might have mentioned it, uh, before the match ended. He was just kind of saying like, I don't think this is over yet. Or someone on commentary said it. And I just thought to myself, it's not over yet. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, yeah, exactly. When they said that, I went, why not? Yeah. Why not? 
Oh, man. Uh, Shane Haas says, any updates on Alexander Wolf? He says he's okay, but a lot of people say they're okay. He couldn't finish the match on Saturday. It went an awesome match. But I've, I've asked and I was told it wasn't as bad as it initially seemed, but he says he's okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know what Eric Rowan means anymore. He crushes, he knows, you know the drill. He uses a modified jackhammer and a claw slam. We don't really even need to talk about this. If if anybody wants to hear what we think of this, they can go back and watch the last seven Raw reviews. I can't think of any new things to say. I'm done. I've exhausted them all. I was ready for Brock to roll out, grab the crate, and show us what was all in it last night. They you had a I... moment. They could have done it. Yeah, they could have. Or he could have F5'd the crate or something. Anything. So, uh, we're, we're already at our main event. It's Edge out to a huge pop. Did you notice all the, <laughs> the unseen footage that got released of Edge's intro today? Uh, so obviously, I'm sure you saw them miss the Dolph Ziggler spear last yeah. night. Dolph yeah. Ziggler was not happy about that. There were a lot of people not happy about that. Denise, they did 40 camera cuts. In 90 seconds. No, they did that on the YouTube edited version. In reality, it was 42 in 90 seconds. That's insane. Brock Lesnar guy posted his cell phone footage of the spear, and I put it, I, I like copied his, his video on there, and I got like 3,000 retweets. WWE needs to stop the shaking, the zooming, the, the, Cut, 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 cut. I made a parody video about it two years ago, and it hasn't got better. Then they released this unseen footage, which is the same thing they had to do when they missed the Titantron for AJ's debut four years ago. And I even joked, I was like, oh, we're definitely getting unseen footage of Edge's Royal Rumble debut or return. And they did it, and it was so much better. We don't need to see... You know what we don't need to see? I have it right here. Oh my god! Edge is back! Edge is back! Oh, he's going to do a spear! Let's see! Let's see what happened! And then they cut to... <laughs> wow, Bob. Let's let's film this. They don't need to do that. I'm so sick of that! I want to yeah. see the people... I want to see the facial reactions of the professionals being paid, Denise! Exactly. Honestly, it was, and it was even that moment where I was like, wait, I missed a spear? That should tell you everything. I, when I saw the tweets, I was like, wait, I missed it? I was like, what was I doing? And then that's when I realized what had happened, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of a bummer, you know? I mean, really, but I don't, but I still don't think that it took away anything from that moment because the second that he came out, dude, you could see it in his eyes. I haven't seen that much expression with somebody on TV as I did with Edge coming back last night. I haven't seen that much expression in, I can't even tell you the last time because it was just that memorable and it really stood out and there was just that moment where he really took that pause to look at the crowd and really, really appreciate what everything that he went through to get to that point. So I'm sorry, but that was awesome. Yeah, I, I just think they should have caught that. And to me, it did take away from the, the moment as it happened. Right. In retrospect, no, but... Like, a guy, and I get it, shooting Battle Royals is hard. AEW has shown that. It is not easy to shoot Battle Royals. It's tough. Uh, but they do not need, when when a guy who has been gone for nine years hits the ring, you keep the camera on him. Yeah. 
Uh, somebody's saying Sean didn't talk about the the Street Profits Kelly Kelly segment because he doesn't like Kelly Kelly. I talked about it <laughs> earlier. I, I said she got no pop. What do you want me to do? Give you a blow by blow of Kelly Kelly being like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> Kelly Kelly." There was nothing to talk about there. Uh, Anakin says, what did Denise think of Sammy Guevara last night? Did you see that? I did see that. You know what? I got to say this. If anybody takes the time to think outside the box and do something different to bring some attention to themselves, you have any idea how hard it is to stand out these days? Even if you're on a big platform like AEW or WWE, you got to stand out. You got to do something different. So I think what he did was awesome. And it was funny. It was really funny. It was clever. I really enjoyed that. Good for him. I liked his sense of humor. And I'm sure he got some great vlog content. Uh, Yeah. I was surprised to see Edge back. He seemed very content living in Asheville, North Carolina, and kayaking and all that. Crowd chants that he still got it, and he says, damn right I do. Said that he started to feel better, wanted to get back in the ring on his own terms, and he mentions a whole bunch of names that are familiar and some that aren't, some that aren't, and says he hopes to see them down the line. Uh, I was told that he's going to work periodic dates here and there, big dates, and kind of come and go. He says he knows he's older, he's got crow's feet, he's a little bit gray, but it's the roadmap that got him here. And then Randy Orton comes out and hugs Edge, and it's a great emotional moment. Says that Edge was always there for him when he dug himself in a hole, and says maybe we should reunite RKO, or rated RKO, and then hits an RKO on Edge. Edge sells it great, like Edge is such a great seller, always been one of the best. Orton teases pilmanizing Edge's neck, which is where you put the chair around a, a limb or, or something of that nature, and you stomp it. But it looks like he thinks better of it. But instead, he hits a concerto to the head of Edge, and this was white hot. The promo, the finish, we've already talked about it, but Denise, run me through your emotions. The fan reactions, there was people just like squealing and, you know, hands in the faces. Please don't do this. That long, intense moment where Randy Orton is contemplating whether or not he's going to do this. And I'm thinking, like, do it. Like, this is great. Like, this, you know, in in the sense of, you know, in storyline purposes. Um, But the part, okay, just want to go back to when Edge said that this was a roadmap that got me here. Oh, man, that line got me, like, so hard. Like, I don't even know why. It just really, really got me. And then the last line where he he ended it before the before Ordinance music played, where he said, "If you knock me down, I get back up." That was perfect, like perfect. Uh, I loved everything about this. He just came out and he just talked about, you know, what's what really happened to him, what could happen to him, what this means, what this could mean, etc. Uh, it just came it just came across so very well. Like, like there's not one person in there who was just not happy for this guy. Like you were just happy for him. Denise has kicked so much ass. And it really did. And and I've I've said this before, like that's why I keep pitching like Orton in a tag team with people like Shelton Benjamin. Give me something different for Orton. The thing with Orton is he's so easily transitionable from face to heel to whatever. He's earned that level. He can do whatever the hell he wants, and it's because it's Randy Orton, and on a whim he'll do whatever he wants. This was so good, and I can't wait to hear Randy Orton cut a promo about why he did this. Uh, maybe it's because he's been around the whole time and Edge hasn't been and the crowd treated Edge better last night than they ever have treated Randy Orton. I don't know what it is, but I can't wait. 
Ooh. I'm wondering if they're going to keep him out until WrestleMania. Do you think he'll be gone till then? Kind of get that WrestleMania pop or something? I don't know. I don't know. I think this is going to set up for Saudi. If they do the Saudi show at oh, the yeah. end of February, I think this will set that up. Throwback, my dude, just said, uh, sent another $50 super chat, by the way. Says, with Raw done, Edge is back. What do you think NXT and SmackDown have to do with keep up to keep up with the aftermath of the Rumble? I hit my quota. SRS sent you a message. Thank you very much for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing, buddy. Um, quite frankly, this this website is often a a labor of love for Jimmy Van, and he wants us to do do good media, do good journalism, and do things the right way. And that's not always the most financially fruitful way. So thank you very much. Um, I well NXT to keep par they really just got to do what they do and add some more character stuff. I think they could stand to add a little bit more humor to their show. I don't think SmackDown can keep up. SmackDown is left in the dust every single week by Monday Night Raw this year. I don't think they can do anything. Um if I, I would move Edge to SmackDown after WrestleMania or after this Orton feud, I would have him move over there because SmackDown needs him. SmackDown needs somebody. Uh, what do you think, Denise? Which is crazy to say because, hey, we just had that big move to Fox. You would, I, I would think that they were going to be putting all of their eggs into yeah. that, you know, SmackDown basket. And, you know, it's been complete opposite. And I feel bad because, to be honest, there's so much wrestling on TV and so much that we have to keep up with that SmackDown's been that show where I go back and just watch the main highlights. Yep. And it shouldn't be that way. I should be sitting down Friday night watching, you know, SmackDown from end to finish. But it's just been that show where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch the highlights because, <laughs> hey, I know there are certain things I'm interested in, certain things that I'm not interested in or whatever. And that's that's not how it should be, really. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. I, I think NXT should move th- Move towards a Champa Gargano um, Cole match for Takeover WrestleMania weekend. I think Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte is what keeps up with Raw, and Keith Lee versus. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing Keith Lee and Matt Riddle to be honest with you, but yeah, last night for Matt Riddle. I was Yikes. about to say that was not cool at all. I was expecting a whole lot more. Yeah, get for, the feeling. That, that, get the riddle. feeling he was too. Get the, and, yeah, and I say I that a lot. Of, a lot of people assume that like I'm dialing up Matt Riddle. We Matt, Matt Riddle likes his WWE job. He does not want to compromise that by uh, talking shit about them, so to speak. He, he likes working for WWE. I, it was and just for the fans that it sucked. For fans that yeah. wanted to see like this. Big moment where he's actually fired up and has some sort of purpose in there. No, instead he was just treated like some random guy. Yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about that on Listen Your Boy this week, which is moving to Friday because I'll be in Cleveland. Uh, but if you all want your, your fix of wrestling news on a podcast platform, uh, the Distraction Podcast with our lead writer, Jeremy Lambert, and our feature columnist, Joe Holbert, drops Thursday, I believe, this week. Wednesday Night War will go as scheduled this week. Check out our Royal Rumble Post Show podcast, but Denise, tell the people where they can uh, follow you. Uh, please check me out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That is my main place where I'm posting everything. So the more love that I can get on that channel, the more 
anything can happen. Um, and then Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Denise did a really good job doing media for a, a pretty good Bellator card this past week. Chris Cyborg won the uh, featherweight championship. She's now won titles in Bellator, Strike Force, and Victor UFC. That is a special feat. But guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. Leave us a nice iTunes review if you want. Most importantly, visit FightfulWrestling.com. Thank you guys so much. We're out. Jesus, that guy's going to 